Anything you'd like to share before we continue? She's saying that somebody would ask her questions about, you know, if our religion says anything about the dinosaurs. And they asked many questions and she tried to answer them but didn't really get anywhere. If you think about it, yeah, in the Quran, in the Sunnah, the word dinosaurs has not been mentioned. But what do we know? That Allah is the creator and He can create anything and everything He wants to. And we know that we're not the first creation. Allah had created many things before and He can create many things after us. So when we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as al-khalaq, then it's okay. It doesn't matter whether dinosaurs were mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah or not. It doesn't matter. Let's continue. Ayah number 109. Many from the people of the book wish. Wow, dal, dal. Many from among the people of the book, they desire, they wish, they covet. If only they could turn you back. Yaruduna. Ra, dal, dal. Rad is to turn something back. Ridda. Apostasy. That when a person was a Muslim and then he leaves Islam. So to turn something back person was not a Muslim, he accepted Islam, or he grew up as a Muslim and then he leaves Islam to turn something back. So many of them desire that if they could only turn you back, the imanikum, after your iman, after your having believed, kuffarun into disbelievers. Kuffar is a plural of kafir. They really want that you don't remain a Muslim anymore. They want you to leave your Islam. They just wish if you were not Muslim. They wish there was nothing known as Islam. They wish there was nothing such as Muslims. They wish there was nothing such as the Qur'an. They wish there was nothing such as the Sharia. This is how much they detest you Muslims. This is how much they detest your religion. وَدَّ كَثِيرٌ مِّنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ لَوْ يَرُدُّونَكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ كُفَّارًا We see that at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, many, many people accepted Islam. People who were mushrikeen, who worshipped idols. Now they were Muslims praying to Allah Azza wa Jal, only Him. And this was a big problem for who? Those who did not like Islam. For example, the Yehud of that time, the Bani Israel who lived in Medina, they did not like Islam, they did not like the Prophet ﷺ, and they did not want anyone to be a Muslim even. If you think about it, someone who believes in Allah, someone who believes in Allah, like the Yehud did at that time, they believed in Allah, they believed in the Prophets, they believed in the Day of Judgment. They were supposed to be the believers of their time until the Prophet ﷺ came. Someone who believes in Allah, what does he want? That others should also believe in Allah. Now, the people who were worshipping idols previously are now worshipping Allah alone. But look at their jealousy, look at their envy, look at their hatred for Islam. That they don't want such people who were worshipping idols previously to be worshipping Allah alone. They don't appreciate the good that they were doing simply because they dislike Islam. This is what they want. They don't like you as Muslims. They don't like your Islam. Allah says, what's the reason? Hasadan, out of jealousy. And this hasad, this jealousy, it is from themselves. It is from their hearts. It is from within themselves. What is jealousy? Hasad is to wish, it is to desire that the blessing that the other has is taken away from him. That he no longer has it. If you find somebody having something that you want, what should you desire? That okay, Allah has given to him, oh Allah also please give it to me. But if a person wishes that they should lose it, for example, they have really nice shoes, you wish that they are ruined. Somebody has a very good position at work and a person desires that they get fired. A person has really good health and a person wishes that they may become sick. What is this? Jealousy. 
What is jealousy? That you wish that the person who has been given a ni'mah, that ni'mah, that blessing is taken away from them. They lose it. So likewise, the Ahlul Kitab, they were envious of the Muslims. What blessing were the Muslims given? Blessing of Islam, of faith, the last messenger, the last book, after whom no messenger was going to come, after whom no sharia was going to be revealed. They were envious. And they wanted that that blessing be taken away from them. وَدَّ كَثِيرٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ لَوْ يَرُدُّونَكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ كُفَّارًا حَسَدًا مِنْ عِنْدِ أَنفُسِهِمْ and you know what? This is not out of blindness. Allah says, مِنْ بَعْدِ After مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الْحَقِّ After the truth has become clear to them. تَبَيَّنَ بَيَّنُونَ To become clear. After the truth has become clear to them. Meaning they know that He is a final messenger. They know. They know the truth. يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الْحَقِّ So what should you do? If somebody doesn't like your Islam, they hate you for your religion. They discriminate you because of your hijab, because of your faith. So what should you do at that time? We generally try to defend ourselves. What else do we do? We want them to be more jealous of us. We show our blessing even more to them. We want everyone else to turn away from them. We want to fight with them. We want to confront them. We want to argue them. For example, if somebody is discriminating us because of our hijab, we say, yeah, you have a problem with my hijab? I don't have a problem with your shorts. We try to argue. Isn't it? We think that we should know these sentences that we can belt at them, we can shoot towards them as they give us those glares or as they argue with us. But you know what? This is not the solution. It's quite possible that they're behaving that way because of ignorance. And if you react towards them harshly, you know what's going to happen? They're going to turn away from Islam even more. Because many times such people behave in this way out of ignorance. Over here in this ayah we learn, مِنْبَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الْحَقِّ The Jews at that time, they were doing this to mushrikeen at that time, they were opposing the Prophet ﷺ, despite the fact that the truth was clear to them. But today, many times it happens, people are reacting based on their ignorance. What's the solution that Allah gives to us? فَعْفُوا وَصْفَحُوا Forgive, ignore, forget what they're doing. Just ignore them, just pardon them. Because they don't know any better. Or even if you fight with them, even if you argue with them, it's going to get you nowhere. So you just be patient. You forgive them. You ignore them. And preserve your reward. Fa'fu wasfahu. Fa'fu is from Ain fa waw What does af mean? It means to forgive someone. And wasfahu sadfaha. Safh also means to forgive someone. But what's the difference between the two? Does anybody know? What afu means and what safh means. The difference between the two. Afu is to not punish somebody. And safh is to turn away, to completely ignore. The literal meaning of the word afu is to erase. What does it mean? To wipe off. So if somebody has done something wrong but you wipe it off, what's going to happen? You're not going to yell back at them. You're not going to fight with them. You're not going to argue with them. You're not going to confront them. What are you going to do? You're going to not punish them for the wrong that they have done. This is what af means. Tarkul mu'akhada ala dham. Do not punish for the wrong that the other is doing. And safh, sadfaha. Safha. Are you familiar with the word safha? Page. So turn the page. Safh. To turn away. In other words, do not even make the other person feel bad about the wrong that they're doing. 
to completely overlook, to completely turn away irad from the wrong that the other person is doing. For example, you go somewhere and you know that somebody is giving you those looks because of your hijab and you can just feel them. And as soon as you get to the desk and the cashier is in front of you and you're talking to them and they're being rough to you, being rude towards you, one way is that you can say, why are you being so upset? And the other is just ignore, pretend as if nothing's happened. And if you ignore, pretend as if nothing's happening, you smile at them, you say thank you, you say please, have a nice day, bye. What's going to happen? What are they going to think? Oh yeah, she's a normal woman. Yeah, she speaks English. But if you start arguing and you confront them, what's going to happen? People are going to say, yeah, another Muslim fighting. These people have no manners. They go to the cash and this is what they start doing. What's the solution? Ignore, forgive. Just ignore what the people are doing. Mind your own business. Fa'fu wasfahu. Pardon, overlook. Mind your own business. Imagine the Prophet ﷺ was in Medina. The Muslims were in Medina. And there comes a Yahudi man and he says, Ra'ina. O foolish one. O stupid one. O idiot. This is what he's saying to the Prophet ﷺ. Imagine. Umar anhu. Who was he? Someone who was very tough. Anybody dared to say anything against the Prophet ﷺ, he would be ready to just finish them. Not Umar anhu alone. Many Sahaba, they had great love for Islam. They had a sense of ownership. So if anybody did anything wrong, they wanted to stand up for themselves. What does Allah say to them? Ignore, don't say anything, don't fight with them. Why? Because it's not going to get you anywhere. حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ Until Allah brings about His command. Until Allah brings about His decision. And soon it happened. Initially the Muslims were told to be patient. And eventually what happened? They were told to fight against them. They were told to take revenge. When serious things happened, when there was treachery, when there was betrayal... When the Yahud of the Medina helped other people fight against the Prophet ﷺ, when they attempted to kill the Prophet ﷺ, when they insulted Muslim women, then revenge was taken from them eventually. Until Allah commanded them. But until that time comes, what are we supposed to do? Be patient. And that is what the Muslims were told to do. فَعْفُوا وَصْفَحُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ And don't worry, trust Allah. Allah is capable of everything. He can change their hearts. He can make them understand you. He can change the entire situation. إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ So you behave properly. Why? To get the help of Allah. Because if we become harsh and rude and abusive, then we lose the help of Allah. Remember that incident when that Bedouin man came and he put his shawl on the neck of the Prophet ﷺ and he was trying to strangle him and he was saying, give me, give me of the wealth, whatever he was demanding. And similarly, he was being abusive. Prophet ﷺ was patient, he was silent. Abu Bakr he was silent initially and then he stood up and he was like, he answered back. He stood up. The Prophet ﷺ left. He left. Abu Bakr was like, what happened, O Prophet? This man, he was being so abusive. I was silent until I was silent. You said nothing. As soon as I spoke up, you left. What was the answer that was given? That shaitan came. And when shaitan comes, then I don't stay there. When we become abusive, then the help of Allah does not come anymore. Then shaitan comes over there. And when shaitan comes over there, then matters will not improve. They will only worsen. As long as a person is silent, then Allah appoints an angel to take his side, to speak up against, to protect him. 
But as soon as a person starts to take the charge in his hand, then the help of Allah also goes away. In these situations, it's imperative that we remain patient, that we remember, إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ And remind yourself, I am doing this for Allah, Allah will protect me. And Allah tells the believers, وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ And establish the salah. وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ And give the zakah. Pray salah, give zakah. Meaning focus on what you're supposed to do. Focus on performing the obligations. Typically what happens? Whenever we find out that somebody is being jealous of us or is trying to harm us, we try to take revenge and we forget what we are supposed to do. What are we supposed to do? Perform salah, give zakat. We forget our obligations and we get distracted by such fitnas. Ignore the fitna and focus on your obligations. وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ And whatever you send ahead of good for yourselves. وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا تُقَدِّمُوا قَعْفْ دَالْمِيمُ قَدَّمَا يُقَدِّمُوا تَقْدِيمُ is to send something forward, to send something ahead, to advance. So whatever you send ahead, meaning in the hereafter, لِأَنفُسِكُمْ for yourselves, أَنفُس is a plural of نَفْس مِنْ خَيْرٍ of good, meaning any good deed you do, and you send it ahead for the hereafter, for yourselves, تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ You will find it with Allah. تَجِدُوهُ وَاو جِيمْ دَال Wajada is to find something. So any good deed you do, its reward you will find tomorrow. So don't miss out on doing good today because of the distractions that other people create for you. Don't get diverted. Don't get distracted. Focus on the good because you don't want to regret in the hereafter. Some people, they waste their time, they waste their energy, they exhaust their energy. On what? Confronting other people. Worrying about why other people are one way. What should we do? Focus on ourselves. Some people constantly are focusing on other people. This person has this fault, they should not say this, they should not do this, they should not be like this, they should do that instead. What are we supposed to do? Keep our eyes on ourselves. And when we keep our eyes on ourselves, then we will focus on doing good. وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةِ وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ You will find it with Allah. And notice how it has been said, you will find it with Allah. تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Obviously, all reward comes from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why it is being said, you will find it with Allah? Isn't that understood? First of all, to show that whatever reward comes from Allah is great. Because Allah is great, whatever comes from Him is also going to be great. تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Like in the salah, we make dua. فَاغْفِرْ لِي مَغْفِرَةً مِنْ عِنْدِكَ That, O oh Allah, forgive me, grant me forgiveness that comes from you. Because forgiveness that comes from Allah is great. So first of all, to show that the reward is great. And secondly, to show that the reward is secure. It is preserved. It's just waiting for you. تَجْدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٍ Indeed, Allah is seeing of whatever you do. بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ تَعْمَلُونَ عَيْنْ مِمْلَانَ any action you do, any reaction you show, any word you say, any way in which you behave, who is watching you? Allah is watching you. You see, what are we supposed to do? Instead of looking at other people, we should be looking at ourselves. Instead of working, trying to show the faults of other people, we should be working on improving ourselves. And this can only happen when we remember that Allah is watching us. If a person ignores himself and looks at other people, Allah is watching him, what a fool he is looking like. We should focus on ourselves. From the beginning of this lesson, this is what we see. At the beginning, what were the believers told? That do not say, رَعِنَا قُنُنْظُرْ Not change yourself. You may talk about the faults of others. You may talk about the wrong things that other people do. But is that going to get you anywhere? Nowhere. Change yourself. Change your actions. Change your words. That is what's going to benefit you. And then Allah says, وَقَالُوا And they say, لَنْ يَدْخُلَ الْجَنَّةِ 
the Yehud and the Nasara, they would say that Lay Yadukhul al Jannah, Yadukhul al Khalam, Dukhul, Dukhul is to enter somewhere. They say that never will he enter paradise. Illa except man kana whoever is hudan aw nasara. Except the one who is either Jewish or Christian. Hudan is the plural of ha'id. And nasara is the plural of nasrani. So they would say that none can enter paradise unless a person is either Jewish or he is Christian. Allah says, tilka amaniyuhum. These are their wishes. These are their false hopes. Amani, plural of umniya. These are their false hopes. This is not a reality. These are their false passions. Qul, say, hatu burhanakum. Bring your evidence. Hatu is a combination of ha and atu. Ha and atu. Ha is for alerting somebody. Like we've seen, hadha, haulai, ya ayyuha. So ha is for alerting someone. And atu, you all bring. Hamza ta'ya. So hatu, bring. Burhanakum, your evidence. Burhan is from the root letters baraha, and it's used for an evidence, a proof that is final and that finishes the argument. So basically, it is a final argument that remains undefeated. Qul hatu burhanakum, bring your evidence. You say that none will enter paradise except for the one who is Jewish or Christian. What's your proof for that? In kuntum sadiqeen, if you are truthful. Sadiqeen is a plural of sadiq. We see that many times people, they have false assumptions when it comes to the matters of religion. False beliefs. For example, they will say, you, know, you say the name of Allah 700,000 times and then such and such will happen. You say, Ya Qadir, 50,000 times and such and such will happen. What's the evidence? Nothing. Many times people have false concepts, false beliefs, false practices that they have based on what? Their amani. What should we say? Hatu burhanakum in kuntum sadiqeen. Bring your evidence if you are truthful. Because in the matters of religion, we cannot invent things. We cannot make things up. We learned earlier that the law belongs only to who? Allah. He decides, He commands, He prohibits. We are no ones to interfere in that. Who will enter paradise? Allah says, Bala. Instead, man aslama wajhahu. The one who submits his face. Aslama seen la mean. And remember the meaning of Islam? Muslim? What is it used for? A camel that has completely surrendered to its master. A camel that has completely surrendered to its master. So you can see the animal that is huge, the camel that is huge, and its rope is in the hand of a person who is much smaller than him, much lighter than him, much weaker than him. But the camel has surrendered completely to the master. So wherever the master takes him, the camel goes. He doesn't object. That is a good camel. And if he resists, if he stops, if he fights, then is that a good camel? No. Who is Muslim? The one who is completely submissive to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the one who surrenders, who completely submits. What does he submit? Wajhahu. Waj, wawjimha, is the face of the person. What does it mean by this? He submits his face entirely. How can you submit your face entirely? If you put your face down before someone, if you put your head down before Allah, then what does it mean? That you are completely obedient to Him. You are completely showing your humility before Him. But if a person only says that, yeah, I am submissive, that doesn't really show it until he puts his head down. 
And also if you think about it, your face, what does it have? Start from the top. What's behind your forehead? Your brain. Come down, your eyes. What do your eyes do? See. Come down, your mouth. What does your mouth do? Speak. Speak what? What's in the heart? Go on the side, your ears. What do your ears do? They listen. The one who has surrendered his face to Allah will think, will decide what Allah likes. Will see what Allah approves of. Will hear what Allah approves of. Will say what Allah likes. مَنْ أَسْلَمَ وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ The one who submits his face to Allah. Meaning he submits his entire being, his entire self to Allah. So he doesn't listen to what Allah does not like. He doesn't say what Allah does not approve of. He doesn't put in his head what Allah does not like. No. مَنْ أَسْلَمَ وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنٌ One more quality. And he's also a muhsin. Who is muhsin? The one who makes his actions beautiful. The one who beautifies his actions. So he is also a muhsin. Then this person, Allah says, فَلَهُ أَجْرُهُ عِنْدَ So this person will have his reward with Allah. A reward that is great and a reward that is secured. وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ And such people, they will not have any fear, nor will they grieve. No fear about the future, no grief over the past. وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ This verse tells us who is going to Jannah. Who is going to paradise? The one who focuses on other people or the one who focuses on himself, on improving himself? The one who is looking for the faults in others or the one who is looking at his own faults? The one who is trying to forcibly change other people or is trying to change himself? The one who guards his eyes, the one who guards his ears, the one who guards his mind, the one who guards his mouth. And he's careful, he's mindful of Allah. And he also does ihsan. That person is going to paradise. Such a person will have no fear and no regret. And if a person listens to what Allah does not like, says what Allah does not like, then will he have regret? Will he have regrets? Of course he will. In this world and in the hereafter. You may have experienced it. If you argued with someone, you said something nasty to them. At that time, yes, you felt very proud of yourself. But later, how do you feel? Horrible. Later, you only have regrets. If we want to be free of fear and regret, then we better submit ourselves entirely, not partially, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's listen to the recitation. وَدَّ كَثِيرٌ مِّنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ لَوْ يَرُدُّونَكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ كُفَّارًا حَسَدًا مِّنْ عِنْدِ أَنفُسِهِمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُمُ الْحَقِّ فَاعْفُوا وَاصْفَحُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ 
وَقَالُوا لَن يَدْخُلَ الْجَنَّةَ إِلَّا مَن كَانَ هُودًا أَوْ نَصَارَى تِلْكَ أَمَانِيُّهُمْ قُلْ هَاتُوا بُرْهَانَكُمْ إِن كُنتُمْ صَادِقِينَ بَلَى مَنْ أَسْلَمَ وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنٌ فَلَهُ أَجْرُهُ عِندَ رَبِّهِ فَلَهُ أَجْرُهُ عِندَ رَبِّهِ وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ In all of these verses we learn a very beautiful lesson that at times of conflict at times when we are facing the hatred, the enmity, the harm, the injustice, the oppression, the abuse of other people. We feel that we are the victim and other people are harming us. What are we supposed to do? What's the solution that Allah gives to us? Reform yourself. Keep your eyes on yourself. Because the more you look at other people, the more you highlight their faults, the more hurt you will be. The more you recount the wrong things that they have done, the more sad we will feel. What are we supposed to do? Look at ourselves. Focus on the hereafter. Focus on preserving your reward with Allah. And Allah will give you satisfaction and contentment and peace. And if we keep thinking about others, then neither will we be happy, nor will we let other people be happy. So the solution to conflict is self-improvement. That is the solution. That if you have your eyes on yourself, then you will look at your faults and you will busy yourself in improving yourself. But this doesn't mean that you become passive about the wrong that other people are doing. That you don't accept that other people are being unjust. Of course they are being unjust. Of course they are being unfair. But you see, there are some situations when you can stand up for yourself. And there are other situations when you cannot stand up for yourself. In Medina initially, the Muslims, they could not fight against the Bani Israel. There was no way. There was no way they could do that. So at that time they were told, فَعْفُوا وَاسْفَحُوا So that you can be satisfied at heart. But eventually they could stand up for themselves, so Allah told them to do so. So every person's situation is different. Until that time comes when something can happen, what are you supposed to do? Be patient and focus on yourself. Forgive the faults of other people. And also, if you think about it, in these verses we are being told to focus on self-improvement. When you focus on self-improvement, that makes you happy. When you try to improve yourself, you feel confident. You feel like a better person. For example, if you want to improve your salah, and you memorize one surah, you memorize another surah, other people are really saying wrong things about you, but what is going to bring you happiness? The fact that you're memorizing, the fact that you are doing something beneficial, the fact that you're doing something productive. This is why Allah says, وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاءَ وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ The list is endless. It's never ending. You can do whatever you want to improve yourself. That is what will bring you confidence and happiness. People will be the way they are. You can't change them. Tell me, isn't it difficult to change yourself? Of course. Then how do you expect other people to change just because you're telling them? They're not going to. So accept reality. Focus on yourself instead of others. Inshallah we will conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.